Here are the weather conditions for the 88th Grey Cup. The current temperature is 5 degrees. The winds are light from the west at 12 kilometers per hour and will die down with sundown. And the forecast, mainly sunny, mainly clear skies here in the Alberta West. We're ready for the kickoff of the 88th Grey Cup. And now the man who will call today's game to the booth, Chris Cuthbert and Chris Walby. Thank you, Mark. They were the best two teams in 99. But Montreal and BC have waited an extra year for this chance at glory. There's Charlie Tapp, coach of the year last year, who has stressed to his team to relax today. And Steve Morato, head man, was the offensive coordinator for Baltimore in 95 when the Stallions won the Grey Cup. He says this is the squirreliest bunch he has ever coached. Terry Baker has it on the tee. Jimmy the Jet Cunningham and Chuck Levy. There's the Jet. Chuck Levy ran back a kickoff in the 98 NFC Championship game. The 2000 Great Cup game is on at McMahon Stadium. Here's the Jet. Jimmy Cunningham out to the 36-yard line. That's where the BC Lions will start on offense for the first time in the 88th Grey Cup game, led by Damon Allen, the quarterback of the highest-rated offense in the CFL. Well, absolutely, Damon Allen flanked by Millington and Drummond in the backfield. These guys can get it done on the ground through the air. The receiving crew, Oliver Jackson, Graham, and Donnie Blair at the wideout position. A big offensive line, Terrace Payne and Harden, Perez, and Manteca at the tackle. First play from scrimmage. And they try to establish the ground game with the diesel and a productive nine-yard carry for the top Canadian in the CFL. Well, really interesting because that was his yards per carry average, the one game he played against these guys. And these guys have their work cut out for him. Miller, Richards, Fillion, and Burst, the defensive line. The linebacking crew, all Canadian, Wiltshire, Benoit, and Reed. And the secondary, Lester Smith in the middle, Miles Washington at the half, Sanchez and Irv Smith at the corner. You see our virtual first down marker, second and two in Millington to the 49-yard line, and the BC Lions have an initial first down on their opening drive. And the real thing, you know, that's indicative of the way that BC comes out, Chris, we talked about it. They come out hard, they come out fast, and they move the ball very effectively early on in the game. The last two games that BC has played, they have opened up big leads on Edmonton and Calgary. And they have averaged 157 yards rushing in the playoffs. There's Mike Pringle trying to keep the hamstring loose. Allen's first pass. It's complete to Jimmy Oliver, a dangerous man in the postseason for the Lions. He's the deep threat, but that a short gain in front of Davis Sanchez. Well, this is the matchup that's really going to be key to watch today. Obviously, Jimmy Oliver, 4-1, 40 time. That is just plain speed. Now, he's going to be working against Sanchez almost all day on that short field. He feels because of his speed, Sanchez is going to play off a little bit. He can start to play some games, take him deep, come back, fake like he's stopping, and then go deep. Second and two. And another first down for the Lions. Ed Fillion with the tackle on Diesel, Sean Millington. Part of that 3-D offense that they... Like to call Drummond, Diesel, and Damon. And the biggest thing, Chris, is they are using the running game. We saw against Edmonton, they ran the ball effectively against Calgary. They got shut down. They went to the pass. Right now, we're seeing a real nice mix 
of both run and pass. They're going against the stingiest defense in the CFL in the Montreal Alouettes. First down into Montreal territory. There's a little flip out of the backfield. Millington with the catch. He won't go down. And he's close to another first down. Finally, Kelly Wiltshire takes the diesel to the turf. And one of the things they're doing, Chris, is they're creating all kinds of motion in the backfield. That almost looks like they're going to run the shovel as they bring Jimmy the Jet Cunningham underneath as well. The linebackers have to respect him. Then he has an outlet pass, and he just throws it over to Millington. And this guy already has got a feel for the game because, Chris, he's really fighting for those yards. 105 catches between Millington and Drummond coming out of the backfield for BC. First and 10, Lions on the prowl. Allen pumped once, looks deep. Oliver was bumped down the sidelines, well covered by Mark Washington and Sanchez. But this is something we saw last week. Damon Allen is really going vertically against the defense. He's really stretching it. We saw him a lot of times go deep. Why not right now? You're in scoring zone. Throw it deep. You got a speedster there. Get Oliver there. But as you say, great coverage by Sanchez and Mark Washington. That ball was not going to be caught, but Allen showing that he can go deep even against the wind, which seems to be swirling in this first quarter at McMahon. Second and ten. Allen, quarterback drop. And nothing doing there. Swift Birch was watching him closely and touches him down. What a great job of the defensive line of not being fooled. The reason this works for Montreal's defense is the fact that they want to, the offensive line wants to get these guys up the field. Look at Birch. He fights off the block of Jamie Terrace, keeps his balance. That's the big thing. He didn't allow himself to be knocked back on the turf, which would have allowed Damon Allen to get outside. It means a 47-yard field goal attempt for Louis Pasaglia. Chris, we watched him in the warm-up earlier on when the wind seemed to be a little more brisk. He was having trouble from this distance. And Pasaglia misses to the left. It'll go for a single as Winston October concedes. This field goal by Louis, but a point on the opening drive for the BC Lions. Only missed four during the regular season. He was seven for eight in the playoffs, but again, 47 yards into the wind is about the outer limits for Louis Pasaglia today. There's Anthony Covillo. But the nice thing, Chris, about that was that the BC offense put a drive together. Anthony Calvillo and the Alouettes will take the ball at the 40. The line of scrimmage where the Lions missed the field goal. Calvillo in his first championship start. And right away we'll find out about Mike Pringle off the left side. And Pringle up to the 48-yard line. Kelly Lockbaum and Carl Kidd combine on the tackle. Well, they don't try to fool anybody. Cavillo right there, Mike Pringle, Bruno Hapel does a great job. Where he lines up is usually where Mike Pringle's going to run the ball. The receivers climbing Alexander, Cahoon and Davis on the outside. And a big offensive line anchored by the most outstanding offensive lineman in 2000, Pierre Vercheval. Second and two, right back to Pringle. Two times the outstanding player in the league. The hamstring looks fine. Well, he wanted to say, he said before the game, he said, I'm tired about all these questions about my hamstring. He actually even joked about it, said, I'm going to go fast and walk through yesterday. 
You're going to see him. He cuts to the left, gets to the outside, picks up the needed yardage to keep the chains moving. Chris, he has shredded the BC Lions, averaging 139 yards a game in his last eight meetings. Short drop. Calvillo's picked off. Mike Fletcher's got the ball. The first big play of this great cup goes to the Lions defense. Eight turnovers last week. They get an early one here. Well, we talked about the fact that Anthony Camilo will do his read quickly and get rid of the football. What BC's going to do is give him mixed looks. Try and fool him into a read. He reads and he throws the ball. He throws it actually right into Mike Fletcher's hands. And as you said, here's a team. BC Lions, six interceptions last week. Starting off quickly, grabbing one today. What's remarkable is that the Alouettes really put a high priority on a quick start and high percentage, low risk passes in the early going. But Fletcher with a key pick. Let's see what Allen does with it. Hands the ball off to Robert Drummond. Off the right side, and again, you see that size and power of the Lions running backs. Well, that's the biggest thing, Chris, size and power. The refusal to be brought down, and the, they compete so much. Robert Drummond wants the ball every time. Sean Millington wants the ball every time. But, boy, every time either one of these backs gets it, they make good things happen. You can see just twisting, turning. Do what he's got to do to pick up great first down yardage. Fifth cup in seven years for Robert Drummond. He won it the first three times he played in the big game. Second and four. This time Millington. Big hole off the right side. Still going. Sean Millington to the goal line. And they're going to mark him just inside the one. A 30-yard drop by the top Canadian. And a Vancouver native. Well, I mean, this is just unbelievably offensive line. Just getting on their blocks, creating a seam. A nice hole for Sean Millington to go off the right side behind Dan Payne. The big boys up there just slide blocking. Now look at him go right through the between Mantika and Payne. And then refusing to be brought down. Drumming downfield, Graham. Everybody trying to throw a block. First and goal from the one. Down in the trench. Millington to the line, no indication, no touchdown. And Dave Yule signals, signals second down. That's always interesting because the referee is looking right at the pile and it's almost like when it becomes a big rugby scrum, you expect him to blow the whistle, but you can see right there. Just keeping him from getting that ball across the goal line. Nice job of hanging on and getting some support from your teammates. This is where the Alouettes would love to have Steve Charbonneau. This time they'll push it across. And again, no indication. Now, touchdown. So Steve Barato's crew makes Montreal pay for the interception with a major score. Absolutely. Mike Fletcher starts it off with the interception and Rob Drummond carries the football. Sean Millington breaks one off all the way down. And Damon Allen finishes it off, tucking himself behind the big terrace, Payne and Harden, and takes it over for the touchdown. Submarining under... The two-time All-Canadian center, Jamie Terrace, and the big guards, Harden and Payne, both around 330 pounds. Pasaglia 
adds the point after. And once again, for the third straight postseason game, the BC Lions are out of the blocks quickly. Allen with the touchdown after a big run by Millington. 8 nothing Lions. Allen's thrown for six touchdown passes in the postseason. Opens the scoring with a major. Well, I mean, look, this is what it's called. Everybody comes inside, get underneath the guy, and he's just going to find a hole. Look at them all wedge right at the apex there, takes it across, and as you say, BC again out to an early lead. It's going to be very interesting to see how Calvillo responds after that interception. Brett Anderson to kick it off. There's Winston October, ever dangerous. And it's Thomas Haskins with the football. Haskins breaks the tackle. And out beyond the 45, Roger Wrightson, a former Calgary Stampeder playing in his third straight Grey Cup game, makes the tackle. Well, there's the man, Mike Fletcher, who got it all going for the BC Lions, the last defensive stand. Steps in front of a Kelvio pass, picks it off, returns it into BC territory. And that got the Lion offense on the field, and then Millington off tackle for a big 30-yard rumble down to the one-yard line, and then... Damon Allen finishes it off behind that big offensive line. Second postseason interception for Fletcher, one of the rookies, but he is the director out there. Here's Pringle, and that is stopped. Near the line, ball came loose. Lions think they've got it, but a whistle had sounded. Herman Smith, Carl Kidd converging on the Alouette running back. Well, the linebackers in the BC line are playing tight to the defensive line. They realize that they're going to attack. They get underneath. Look at Herman Smith play underneath there and do a great job. And you can see the Lions thinking that was a quick whistle. Second and ten. Pringle the lone setback. Calvillo under the gun. Got away. Complete to Pringle, who is nailed. Shy of midfield, there is a flag down. Pringle short of the first down on the hit by Bo Lewis. And there is a flag down. Give Calvillo credit. Roughing the passer, BC 23. First down. Well, Levy coming late on that play after Cavillo does an absolutely amazing Houdini act in avoiding the sack. Gets to the outside, throws it high to Pringle. Makes a great catch. They came up short, but with the penalty, the roughing the passer penalty. Noah Cantor just failed to color Anthony Calvillo, and it's the corner, Chuck Levy, coming up. And that is a costly 15-yard penalty. Calvillo looked a little like Damon Allen on that last play, and here's Pringle. Across the 30, Mike Pringle stopped by Levy. And that's why penalties will kill you, Chris. They were in a punting situation. They were going to have to give up the football. Levy comes in, takes an unnecessary rough in the passer penalty, gives Montreal life not only with the football, but in their end of the field. And now Pringle starts to unwind a little bit, picks up a nice first down run of the ball. The Lions, the most penalized team in the league, Montreal the least. First and ten, Calvillo back to work, looking into the end zone. Incomplete for his old college teammate, Kevin Alexander. Alexander, it's incomplete. Alexander looked like he had a step. 
on Bo Lewis and the safety Mike Crum. Just running a seam pattern, going down, taking it to the goal. As you say, it's right there, just out of the reach of Kevin Alexander. You wonder, Chris, if he was not looking at Mike Crum out of the corner of his eye. Crum, the kid out of Kelowna, who got a start once Barato took over. Second and ten. Galvillo stands in, has a receiver over the middle. And it's Jock climbing finally in his first Grey Cup game, and that's a catch he's waited 11 years for. And that's a nice job of the offensive line picking up the blitzing linebackers defensive line of the BC Lions. They're bringing people into the backfield. They get picked up. That allows AC to have some time to read the defense, allows him to deliver the football to Jack Climbing and pick up a nice first down. Ball at the Lions, 15. First down, Pringle. To the 11, close to four. Carl Kidd once again in on the stop. Well, Carl Kidd coming from that strong side linebacker position, but also Marvin Thomas, 98. He's going to come right in there and fight off the blocks. You can see them both coming in there. Working into the running back. So three for Pringle. Call it second and seven. Galvillo releasing out of the backfield. Pringle drops the ball, and it will be third down. And it, it was a right read. They brought the linebacker blitz. Benefield was coming back inside. They got picked up. All they were doing is sliding Mike Pringle to the outside where he'd be in a one-on-one -on -one situation with the linebacker, Mike Fletcher. Unfortunately, Mike Pringle couldn't squeeze the ball. Not as it accomplished a receiver out of the backfield as, as Robert Drummond of BC, his old Stallions teammate. Yeah. Or the insurance policy of the Montreal West, Thomas Haskins. Here's Terry Baker. He calls himself a streak kicker. He's kicked 18 of the last 19 successfully. Make it 19 of 20. And the Alouettes are on the scoreboard. After a costly penalty by Chuck Levy, the Alouettes drive down for three. From coast to coast, we welcome you back to McMahon Stadium in beautiful Calgary for the 88th Grey Cup game. Well, we see Carl Kidd, but I tell you, he gets away with one right here because why couldn't he get that pass? Look at this. Look at this mugging. I mean, he's got his jersey. He's going back, and you know what, Jock Kleiman, you got every reason to complain on that play. Lions back to work on offense. Allen rolling, delivering, complete, and that's Jimmy Oliver. And he has been a nightmare for defensive secondaries. Five 100-yard games in his last eight starts. Absolutely. I mean, six for 122 last week against the Calgary Stampeders. It's his speed. It's the speed factor. Sanchez knows he's got the ability to blow right by him, so he's got to keep him in front of him. That allows Jimmy Oliver to take him deep and come back to the football. Create that separation from the cornerback, and he does it wonderfully on that play. Sanchez, native of North Delta, B.C., runner-up as top Canadian in the league. First down, left side. Look at Drummond duck under one, and then punish Mark Washington before he goes down. What a one-two punch. Absolutely. I mean, they just do something. They just will not be brought down. I mean, it's just going to take it now. They got a lead block. Now, see, this is why they're working together. Look at that. Look at Millington at number 90 in the bottom. I mean, he's blocking Swift Birch. These guys, as competitive as they are against each other, they know they got to work together for the common goal. 
Drummond out after a six-yard carry. Now in a power eye formation, Blair and Jackson sprint out right side. Millington runs right. John Millington first down, and he continues to chew up the yards in this first quarter. Sheldon Benoit finally brings him to the turf. Well, they just run a counter. This is all a counter. All he's going to do is take a step to the left, and he's going to follow the big boys. Look at Terrace. Backside tackle. Chris Perez coming all the way from the left side to get around to the right side and throw a block. That's when you know you've got athletic offensive linemen, and that's why they are a skilled position. Sean Millington, six carries, 55 yards early. They give it back to him, right side, and again, Millington makes a lot when not much was there. Well, by all rights, Millington should have been brought down as soon as he hit the line of scrimmage, but it's his desire. He won't, he refuses to be brought down, breaks tackles. It's all a question of who wants it more. Now you see Benoit overruns him. Jason Richards has to come over, but not before. Sean Millington picks up eight and a half to nine yards. He is having himself a Pringle-like first quarter. Second and short. And the Lions should move the sticks on another Millington carry. Well, that's the eighth carry of the game for Millington, and that's interesting because in the only game that he did play against the Montreal Alouettes this season, back in August, he ran for 73 yards on eight carries where he had an outstanding 9.1 yard per carry average. First Canadian to rush for 1,000 yards in 12 years. And this will require a measurement. We're in the final minute of the first quarter. Another first down for this Lions offense. Well, the crown game revved up for the BC Lions in this opening quarter of the Great Cup game. At the Montreal 35, they give it to 25 as the legs cut out from underneath them this time. Couple for Millington. Number Just going back to that counter play where they pulled Jamie Terrace in the backside tackle. Chris Perez. This time the Montreal defense reacts to it. Submarines, the offensive lineman, brings him down. In effect, stuffing the hole. So it's second and eight. And likely a passing situation for Allen. Lots of time to look deep. And overthrows the intended receiver, Jimmy the Jet Cunningham, who has touchdowns in each of the last two playoff games. That's the final play of the opening quarter here in Calgary with the West ahead by five. Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple with casual clothing and footwear from Marks.
BC dominating the first quarter of this Grey Cup, and already two key Montreal players are showing the effects of their injuries. Yes, Mike Pringle has run the ball well, uh, has 30 yards, and we see only the first uh, quarter here, but he is hobbling. He is really hobbling on this leg. As we watch this replay, he doesn't look fresh. This is not Mike Pringle running the ball, attacking the line of scrimmage. The other injury is the Davis Sanchez on the corner on this run on Millington. Watch, stop it there. There is Sanchez right there. He's got to come up and make the tackle. Watch how he protects the left arm. Go ahead and roll it. He just throws the right shoulder in there. That's not a good enough technique to tackle a guy like Sean Millington. He's protecting his right hand and has missed a couple tackles. Louis from 40 yards out with the wind at his back misses another. That's Winston October putting a knee down in the end zone. So points in the first three possessions for the Lions, but a pair of misses for Louis. Well, a pair of misses, and one thing that we saw up here, and I mean, we can see a lot of things, but as we see the snap coming, Newsmeyer trying to hold it, gets it down, but you wonder sometimes when you hesitate, because it's such a timing thing with that kicker, he doesn't want to hesitate before he hits the ball. The holder's trying to sit it, spin it, put the laces toward the goalpost. See Newsmeyer over there having a little chat about it. So a six-point BC lead, but it could be a lot more. Well, one thing, Chris, on the last Damon Allen pass, he threw it. We thought he overthrew it. He missed. Alfred Jackson wide open in the left corner. Alouettes will start at their 35. Calvillo short drop, look one way and then to the other side. That's Jock climbing his second catch of the game. Hauled down by Kelly Lockbaum, the middle linebacker. Well, again, just great protection, allowing Anthony Cavillo to read the football field to find out where he wants to go. Jock climbing just comes over the middle, underneath Kelly Lockbaum, who now is in a trail position. He's got to make up the ground. But not before Jock Climby picks up a first down. There's Lockbaum from Abbotsford, BC. Boy, he was excited about this start, especially a chance to play against Pringle. Let's see what he does here as Pringle takes the ball off the left side. Nailed as he crossed into BC territory. Again, ball comes loose, and the Lions feel they have it, but play whistled down. That's well, the second time we've seen the ball squirt out of Pringle's hands. See him just coming to the left. And, and was it Lockbaugh, who has forced three fumbles already in the postseason? But it's funny, we heard Coach Pinball, Dr. Pinball, talk about this, and, and it really does look like Mike Pringle's favoring that leg. He does not look fluid in his runs right now. He looks very much like he's favoring it. He tries to explode. Well, that expression may confirm exactly what Dr. Clemens said. He felt he could go all the way today, but he said, if it's not right, I'll be out. I don't want to cost my team, especially and really, Thomas and really, Chris, how do you test it other than in the game? You really can't test it in practice. In those first days, you've got to rest it. Pringle got seven, and Thomas Haskins, who many regard as the best backup in the league. He calls himself the sixth man. There's an option, and Calvillo is smothered short of the first down. David Benefield 
the veteran in that Lions defense. Well, I mean, you're going to run the option. I mean, the BC defense sees us all the time when it practices against its own offense. I mean, this is Damon Allen's bread and butter. It's almost like a little bit of the option shovel play, so they know how to defend it, and they do a good job of that. As a result, Terry Baker has to come on to do the punting. Third and two, and Charlie Tapp won't be gambling early, especially without Mike Pringle in the backfield. Fletcher goes back, and Terry Baker, who was number two in putting this year behind Noel Prefontaine, is in. Average 47 and a half yards in the Eastern Final. This against the wind, not a deep kick. And it will bounce out and be marked at the 19. 33-yard punt, and Pringle on the sidelines. You just said to me, this is a big early defensive stand for the Montreal Alouettes. Absolutely. I see the staff looking at Michael Pringle right there. Earlier we saw him getting more air in the helmet, so that's usually a sign that he will come back. Play whistled down immediately, like somebody full started on that Lions offensive line. Illegal procedure. BC 59. Still first down. Craig Hendrickson in. Does a little alternating. And yet last week we saw a thing with Chris Perez jumping off twice. It was just a matter of getting the cadence. He's right there. Just going to leave a little early. Anxious to get in front of Ed Filion. Hendrickson in his 10th year in the league, his first great cup. He says, I'm tired of reading about Jock climbing. I've waited a long time too. First and 15, and they got it out to Dottie Blair, the Calgary Needham, a star at the University of Calgary. Scored four touchdowns in a Vanier Cup as his first catch of this great cup as we join Scott Russell. Thanks very much, Chris. Well, they had a little bit of a conference and they're still continuing it. That is Dr. Scott Delaney who is talking to Mike Pringle there. Dr. Eric Lensner, the orthopedic surgeon, was also there on the sideline after the last series of plays. Mike Pringle was waving them off, saying it's fine, it's fine. And right now, the doctors are saying Pringle will stay in the ball game, that the leg's okay. Here's a quick hitter across the middle. Alfred Jackson has his first catch, and already we're getting a sign of the variety that Damon Allen has to choose from. Chris, six receivers with 500 yards plus receiving this year for BC. Absolutely, but what they're doing is they're moving around. They're not staying stationary. They're not lining up in a set formation where the defense can recognize it and say, okay, this is what we got. They're moving guys back and forth, and as a result, the receiver, as in this case, Alfred Jackson, is on the run already, comes in from that slot back, gets a little slant pattern, and picks up good yardage. Alfred Jackson with touchdowns in seven of his last eight games. Damon Allen has already hooked up with four different receivers, five for seven so far in this first half. There was a time earlier this year the Lions felt that offense was just too conservative. Second and one. And Millington stretches across that first down line. Swift Birch with the tackle. And here's a gauge of BC success. We've seen them run wild early. Well, I'm thinking that, look at the weapons, using six different players, 500 receiving yards, you just mentioned that. But this here, plus seven. I mean, the turnovers, when they're in your favor, usually you're going to have a lot of opportunities. And they're plus one today. 
First down, Allen looks to this side. Drummond, and it was knocked away. Oh, Irv Smith saw a touchdown going the other way. The veteran who won a cup with the Baltimore Stallions. That close. Absolutely, Chris. It almost looked like he baited because, as you say, Robert Drummond looked like he had a lot of territory around. Doesn't look like there's anybody there. But it's the reaction speed of Irv Smith as the ball is in flight. As he makes up ground and, as you say, gets a left paw on that ball. And almost comes up with an interception. And had he come up with that, there was nothing to stop him from taking it all away. The they call him the old man, one of four Eastern All-Stars in the Montreal secondary. He's 33, second and 10. Allen lots of time. He's going to wear it out. Looking for the jet. And it's incomplete. Mark Washington in coverage. And Cunningham thought the coverage was too tight. Well, you know, that's an interesting call because as he's going for the football, he's actually looking up to find the football. There's a difference when you're running into the player and you knock him down or trip over him. Good pressure coming in the beginning. You can see Damon Allen trying to sit up there. Hit late. The ball already gone at the time. But Mark Washington at the back end of that play, looking like he was trying to play the football, and that is one of the reasons the referees did not throw the interference flag on another example of how the lions like to go vertical they like to stretch the defense october back as pisaglia kicks it away the ever dangerous winston october breaking out but a flag down and it's louis who has to duck the shoulder and make the tackle but it's coming back And you saw October's reaction when he finally saw the flag. Welcome back to McMahon Stadium in Calgary. 9-3 BC here in the second quarter. This game looks a lot like the Eastern Final for Montreal. The strength of that team, their ball hawks, and they're doing it again, Glenn. Well, the veteran Irv Smith is going to bait a throw here. Look at this, 12 yards off the ball, and when the ball's in the air, he breaks downhill. Go ahead and run it. That ball comes out there from Damon Allen. He breaks downhill, almost has an interception. The very next play after that, blanket coverage. When you look down the field, everybody is blanketed. That's how they got back in the East Final. Good coverage from their secondary. Chris? Now that Montreal defense, number one against the pass this season in the CFL. And now the Alouettes take over. Here's Haskins out of the backfield, and he is stopped. At the line of scrimmage, Eric Carter, the veteran, who played in the 98 Great Cup game for Hamilton. No game. Eric Carter gets there. Nice job on the swing pass to Haskins. Take a look at their success. Rushing production, 228 yards a game versus BC this season. Cavillo's on target, 62%. 27 touchdowns, only five interceptions. And, of course, we just mentioned the greedy Ballhawks in the secondary. 31 interceptions. Second and 10. Cavillo over the middle, ball is dropped. Ben Cahoon normally sure-handed, in fact, probably the best hands on the team. Well, I saw Levy and I saw McClellan and the secondary of BC Lions talking after the play. Cahoon wide open over the middle. Obviously a breakdown in coverage. And Cahoon, who normally never lets one of those slips away from him. Boy, I tell you, he wants that one back because he would have gone for a little bit. Led the Alouettes in catches this year with 71 and over a thousand yards. 
Baker in, and Cunningham back. Jimmy the Jet from his 36. Cut down after a short return. Matt Petz, the rookie, with a sure tackle. Native of Windsor, Ontario, Petz does the job on special teams. Back at McMahon, 9-3 for the Lions over the Owls. Here's Steve Charbonneau of Cowansville, Quebec. Last practice over on the ankle. I know you're very disappointed. Can you express it? Well, I am disappointed. I, I don't know if I'll ever uh, have the chance to go back to a great cup in my uh, in my career. We know the story about uh, climbing, who's never been to one in 11 years. So hopefully I'll have the chance to be back here. What do you like about what your team's doing defensively, or do you like what they're doing? Yeah, I do, actually. Uh, we ought to stick with the game plan. It's uh, We're doing it. We're playing well. It's just uh, we're playing a little high and overrunning the ball right now, and, and it's hurting us. Steve, thanks for this, and uh, good luck to the Owls. Thank you. Hey guys. Well, the Alouettes, no question, will miss Charbonneau, who Charlie Taft said might have been his most improved player this year, and for the first time, we see that shovel pass, Chris. Well, here it is, just a fake to Drummond. He's going to come back, slide underneath the coverage right there. Look at the bind. Look at the bind. There's Swift Birch. He's caught. He doesn't know. He's wrong no matter what he does. He goes after Drummond. Allen runs. He goes after Allen. He pitches it to Drummond. Nice job of execution. Shades of the 96 and 97 Eastern Finals when Doug Flutie and Robert Drummond worked over the Montreal defense with the shovel pass. Well, absolutely. And also the man in our booth down there was a recipient of many of those shovel passes. And of course, I'm talking about the pinball. Great to have pinball. The coach, Glenn Suter. On our team today from McMahon Stadium, the 88th Great Cup. And second and one, or second and less than one, as you see on our virtual line. See what Allen does with it. He'll hand it off. Sean Millington will lower the shoulder and get a first down. A nice job of penetration by Ed Fillion. And we've seen him in the backfield a number of times today. But Millington refuses to be brought down by the first guy. He tries to shoelace him, can't bring him down, allows Millington to bounce it to the outside, picks up the first down. You know, the way BC is pounding the ball, they're going to miss Charbonneau even more because there's not much depth there. Just one extra D lineman for Montreal. Millington again. Oh, you see Millington going to the right side and again. Ed Philly on at the bottom of the pile getting up there with the tackle. Doing a nice job of stringing it and picking it up. As you say, Millington loving it right now because he's touching the ball a lot. And all running backs will tell you, they'll get stronger as the game goes on because it wears down the defense. There's Ed Philly on who made a real impression last week in Winnipeg, that's for sure. Boy, did he knock Kahari Jones off his game. Second and nine. Allen rolling to the left side. There's Donnie Blair. It's another BC first down. And Chris, this is five possessions, and on each possession for the BC offense, they've generated at least one first down. You know what, and I'm gonna go back to one play earlier when they ran the shovel pass. Now, what it does is it forces that defensive end to be a little wary of running up the field too early. As a result, on this play, the left tackle, Chris Perez, 
totally corrals Swift Birch, allowing Damon Allen to get to the outside. So they're playing a little bit of head games with the defensive ends of the Montreal Alouettes. How's this for efficiency? BC 9 for 12 on second down conversions. First down, Allen play action. And it is Donnie Blair again on the near side. Irv Smith there in coverage for Montreal. I mean, Damon Allen can do it all. We know about his athletic ability, but he'll go to the left side of the field, do a little reverse pivot, come all the way around, fake it to Drummond, and go back to the other side of the football field to Donnie Blair in this place. He is distributing the ball all across the football field. Eight for 12, 89 yards in this first half. The all-time leading passer in Canadian Football League history. Damon Allen, and still with that, probably has not got the recognition he deserves after 16 years in this league. Back to the ground, and more big yardage for the BC offense. Well, Millington left. Millington right, Drummond left, Drummond right. I mean, he just takes it. This is where he broke the big one early in the first quarter. Right off tackle. You can see right there, they got the short yardage team in there, but Payne and Manteca creating the opening. Millington averaged 6.5 yards a carry this year. That led the league among running backs with at least 100 carries. Now it's a first down at the Montreal 46. Allen back to pass. No one home, and he threw it away. Damon Allen's pass incomplete. Good pressure by the Montreal defensive line, getting there, forcing Damon to throw that football. Let's look at the time of possession here. Western semifinal, Lions 34, 10 minutes more than the opponents. West final, 34-25. You know, we've also watched, and look at today, 15, almost double Montreal, but we've watched in the statistically they picked it up by five minutes in the playoffs from what they averaged in the regular season, Chris. They have the ability to strike quickly, but they've been grinding it out so far in this first half. Second and ten, Allen dumps it off. Here's Robert Drummond, and Robert Drummond goes for a run and crashes down to the 20. The safety, Lester Smith, finally brings him to the turf, but it's 25 yards for Drummond. You know what? When Damon Allen calls his own plays, he gets a feel for the game. He feels what the defense is trying to do to him. He knows they're going to come after him. What a great call! The screen. Let everybody in. Slide him out. Dump it over the middle. And let Drummond do the rest. He's a good friend of Joe Pow Pow's, who's also in on the offensive playlist. He said at the start of the year he'd see the playlist and say that's too conservative. Now he looks at it and says wow because he can go into the end zone and Alfred Jackson covered that time by Sanchez. And Sanchez very lucky that he didn't have called for screening the receiver. Remember we talked earlier when Washington was looking back to the football and disrupted Jimmy the Jet Cunningham when he ran a deep route. Well, in this play, look at him. He's not looking at the ball at all. He is just putting his hand up there. Now, if I'm calling, I'm taking that screening, and Montreal's very lucky that they're not getting a pass interference call in the end zone in that play. Sanchez, a great story, used to watch the Lions work out through the chain link fence, and he idolized the DBs of the Lions. He loved their swagger. Second and ten, and Allen, quarterback draw, second time, and once again, it is stopped short. Stephen Reed, another BC boy from Kamloops, 
maybe the best Canadian linebacker in the league with the tackle. Well, situation again of the Montreal defense bending but not breaking. Forcing for the third time Louis Pasaglia to come on and try a field goal. And he has missed the first two. Great tackle by Reed on Allen. And now Louis. Tough start. That 47-yarder was maybe out of range. He knows he should have had the 39-yarder with a good spot. And now Louis on the board with three. And the BC Lions have a 12-3 advantage with 3.50 to play in the first half of the 88th Grey Cup. And the biggest thing that they're doing, Chris, is they're keeping the ball out of the Montreal offense's hands. They're, they're getting no rhythm. AC, Cavillo can't do anything because he's got to watch it from the bench. Yeah. Ten plays, 64 yards, six minutes off the clock to put three more points on the board. Well, when you control the clock, a great majority of the time, you will control the football game and come out the victor. And right now, we're seeing a great display of that by the BC Lions. This time, the Alouettes have opted to accept a kickoff. Brett Anderson puts it in the air, and Haskins let it go. Bad decision. He's got to go back to get it inside the 10. And he won't get to the 20. Well, he was just playing the football. The angle that it was kicked, he thought the ball would bounce out of bounds. He thought that he could draw the flag. But he got the BC bounce, and the ball stayed in. You see him going, he thinks it's going to go up, but it bounces back into the field to play. Now he realizes with the guys coming down to tackle him, he's got to take control of the football. He can't do what Calgary did last week and let that ball just bounce around on the kickoff, allowing the defending team to come down to recover. So this Alouette team anxious to get their hands on the ball, backed up inside their 20. Pringle, big hole. And Pringle out to the 29-yard line, a first down, and more breathing room for that Montreal offense and that's one of the first times we've seen Pringle actually hit the hole no hesitation look at him go now he's running now now he's looking at his knees you know what you can tell about Pringle and I know that pinball would would verify that when the running backs knees are starting to kick up like Pistons not dragging him back a little bit 48 yards for Pringle who normally gets the bulk of his yardage in the second half First down, Alouettes. Calvillo to the air. Incomplete. Intended for Tyree Davis, and the ball jarred loose before Davis could get his clutches on it. That's rookie Kelly Snell in coverage. Second and ten for the Alouettes. Calvillo to the air. There's Ben Cahoon, or Kevin Alexander, and he's going to be stopped short of the first down, and Carl Kidd in the middle of it again, that active rookie linebacker. But it's nice to see them start to distribute the football. They didn't pick up a first down. They're going to come up a couple yards short. Terry Baker has to enter the field again and punt it away. What surprises me about this Montreal offense so far, Chris, you got a speedster of your own in the name of Tyree Davis, 
That was the first pass thrown his way. You've got to start going after these guys. You've got to start doing what Damon Allen is doing. And that's go after him vertically as well. Third punt in a row for Terry Baker. Cunningham deep for BC. Cunningham couldn't field it on that far sideline. Should be a great halftime, and it will be even better for the BC Lions if they can build on this nine-point lead. Back to the ground. Robert Drummond this time, left side. Most of the damage done by Millington, but again, we talked about that. 1-2, Lions punch. Well, I tell you what, that's a nice job of tackling by Stefan Reed coming in and taking the feet out from Robert Drummond. One of the things he likes to do is he, as he hits the hole, Robert Drummond will jump over the tackler. He's got great athletic ability. And then when he gets past that first wave of tacklers, he usually goes for a lot longer. 96 yards between the two BC backs. It's second and six. Allen to his right. Throwing to Blair, who makes a good catch just beyond the first down strike. Donnie Blair has been a valuable man in this Allen-led offense in the first half. And once again, we see Irv Smith, 21, playing off of Donnie Blair, almost anticipating Damon to go to the other side of the football field. He comes back to the short, throws it to Donnie Blair, who's got some separation from number 21, Irvin Smith. Blair at 1,000 yards last year, missed most of camp with a, an appendectomy, got off to a slow start, disappointing year, but a big game so far. The shovel to Drummond, and he's up to the 48-yard line. Five on that play with 91 seconds remaining in the half. Nice job of 43, Jason Richards recognizing it. You know, if you're gonna put the defensive end, in a bind, you got to have the tackle to help you out, and he does a nice job. You see him flushing. He's going laterally along the line right now. We're going to get Greg Hendrickson. That's the tackle, defensive tackle, coming all the way to stop that play. Mike Pringle still trying to stretch out the left hamstring at the Alouette bench. Second and four. Allen to the air again, whipping it complete. And there is Blair with his fifth catch of his first half. Well, Donnie Blair just gets tangled up with Alfonso Roundtree, turns around, and the ball is right there. He makes a great reaction to the football, brings it in, just fights his way away from Roundtree, concentrates, looks the ball into his hands, comes up with a great catch. Well, Blair exploded after a Thanksgiving Day loss. Triggered a team meeting that seemed to turn this club around, and there's a pass incomplete. Again, looking Blair's way, Sanchez doing the job defensively. Well, almost, Allen almost looked like he expected Donnie Blair to take it up and out to the sideline. Donnie Blair took it up, took it to the sideline, and went, took it up almost like a wheel route. Up second and ten with 53 seconds to play in a first half dominated by a bold control offense from Damon Allen and the Lions. Lots of time throwing deep Alfred Jackson and it's just overthrown. 
You wonder if it sailed on Allen with this gusting wind at McMahon. Well, the ball took off. And from the defensive line standpoint, this is one of those times we saw Jason Richards hit as we see the ball just sail over the outstretched hands of Alfred Jackson. But at the end of the play, the ball's gone. One, two. Now we saw the flag thrown earlier against BC's Chuck Levy, who resulted in a flag for unnecessary roughness. Jason Richards gets away with one of there. Another 47-yard attempt for Louie. This time wind at his back. And he'll miss it once again. Third miss of this opening half. And the ball up to the 19 from Winston October with markers down. Well, a lot of markers were thrown, Chris, out of that scrub. You see Winston October trying to wiggle his way free. And it's always tough to tell. A lot of the times it goes against the blocking team, but sometimes it's thrown there for the uh, various tackling techniques. Major foul, face mask, BC 62. First down. Well, Chris Perez going down to the cover team. See Winston October just kind of trying to find an opening, and you can see right there, Chris Perez just gets his hand right in there, pulls the head, pulls it out quick, but not before the flag is thrown. Now 35 seconds to go, and Calvillo and the Alouettes would feel a whole lot better about this half if they can cut into this nine-point deficit. And Calvillo going downfield! just incomplete that's the speedster Sylvain Girard he's the fastest man on the Alouette team Charlie Taff has said at times he'd just like to run Girard deep and see if he can get behind people well, he did get behind people he's just running a corner route just gets in there gets in front of Alfonso Roundtree comes over now there it is just out past the outstretched hands of the speedster Gerard boy he hopes he can connect on one of those to jumpstart this offense Gerard from Concordia has had three touchdowns called back in his brief career play stop before Calvillo can deliver the football Dave Buell's already gone further in this game than in his last great cup start at McMahon remember he came out of a game with a leg injury in the 93 Grey Cup game in Calgary. He's going to march Montreal back five yards. Illegal procedure. Montreal 66. Still second down. Neil Fort. And not the first half Charlie Tapp had envisioned. Last week, 85 yards total offense in the first half. And they are not into triple figures yet here today. Second and ten. And here is Haskins. Nice short tackle by Derek Lewis. 23 seconds to go. And the Alouettes will have to punt one last time in this first half. You know, Chris, they didn't pick up the first down on that play. But it's a good play because what it does is it picks up yardage and allows them to punt the football from a better spot in the field than they would have had to kick it if they didn't run that play. To see the Lions might use a timeout here. Lions could have time for one play to get it into field goal range one more time here. They have three men back 
awaiting the punt from Terry Baker. Levy, Cunningham, and Fletcher await the punt. Playing for the return, and here's Fletcher. Good coverage downfield as he is swarmed with 13 seconds left, a 42-yard Baker punt. Tim Fleiser, one of the men flying downfield, five yards on the return. So you take a free shot with 13 seconds to play, or do you sit on a nine-point lead and make sure you don't make a mistake? I think you do what you've been doing all along. What's brought you success? Give it to your horses, distribute the football, move it around, look for something. Don't do anything that you haven't been having to do because, hey, it's working right now, and as the old saying says, you know, it ain't broke, don't fix it. He's thrown five deep, and he's 0 for 5, and really that's the only negative you could find on this PC offense. Millington, a little stutter step, and he gets a first down, so every possession has generated a first down. Well, the outstanding Canadian for 2000 just does a marvelous job of stopping and redirecting, making the defender miss, readjusting and getting up and picking up. Nice yardage on that. Nice first down run. About 25 yards out of Pisaglia range, so they're going to let the clock run down and sit on this nine-point leader, are they? No, Allen's going to go deep. Takes a look. And finds Oliver, and he dropped the ball. Well, they were going to let Jimmy Oliver see if he could get his hands on the football and find his way to the end zone, but they're out of time in what was a dominant performance by the Lions in the first half. If there's any positive before I throw it on to Steve, it's the fact that Montreal's still in it right now, only down by nine. Nine points. Charlie Taft was down by 13 last week in the Eastern Final. Let's join Steve. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, Steve Barato, you go to the room uh, with a nine-point lead. Give me a read on that first half and what adjustments uh, you might make in the second. I'd like to catch some of those deep ones. We're throwing them down air, and the ball's carrying just a little bit on Damon. Didn't quite get to them. We're running the ball effectively. We've got to keep doing it. I'd like to change our formations around a little bit, but we're doing very well offensively. Defense playing great. Concerned about the old leg, Louie? No. We had some problems with the snap and the, and the set. But other than that, it's, uh, he's hitting it good. Steve, good luck in the second half. Thank you very much. Mark. So, Scott, the halftime adjustments have been made. The players are back on the field here at McMahon Stadium. B.C. leading Montreal by a score of 12 to 3. And the second half is next. And a lot of weight on this man's shoulders. Chris? Bob, Mark. The Montreal Owets, the masters of tweaking at halftime. This is a team in the third quarter that's outscored the opposition 164-47 to on the year. Anthony Calvillo scored in his first three possessions of the third quarter in the Eastern Final. Well, that's exactly right, Chris. Remember, they were down 13-0. They didn't push the panic button. They made the adjustments, as you say, on defense. They made the adjustments on offense. And as you say, came back out, and then they came out and executed well, let's take a look at the lack of production from a Montreal point of view. First time they had the ball, the interception by Fletcher, field goal by Baker, and then Terry Baker was a punter. Absolutely, as you see, only one productive drive by the Montreal Alouette offense. And as you see Charlie Taft talking to 
Anthony Cavillo, he wants to make sure we get that all straight, make sure we get the reads right. They're going to tell him what they feel from the spotter's box that BC's defenders are doing to him. Lions to kick it off to start this third quarter. BC native Brett Anderson has it in the air, and away we go. Winston October across the 30, but up there, Carl Kidd again with the tackle. Well, we talked about what Montreal did in the first half. What about the BC Lions, Chris? They really rolled. I mean, they basically had their way. They just, I really feel the key was execution. And the defense did its job. So much of the criticism of this Lions team and the questions have revolved around the defense, but they shut them down in the first half. Calvillo hands it off, and Mike Pringle trying to answer questions about the hamstring. And a first down carry. And a, here's another guy, a second half player. In the two games against BC, Chris, he averaged 121 yards in the second half alone on the ground in each game. Well, you can see right there, they're just going to come right at him. This is the whole philosophy at the beginning of the game was to play smash mouth football. Put a man on a man. Let Mike Pringle do the rest. We know about his temper. Mike Pringle is a man who frustrates easy and early. He needs to carry the football off and to feel he's in the game. If they start not giving it to him, he gets very angry. And we saw evidence of that last week in the Eastern Final. First down for the Alouettes. Back to the man. And Pringle with another gaping hole and a first down to midfield. Finally, the safety, Mike Crum, makes the stop. And I tell you what, when you get Mike Pringle run the ball like this, Chris, your offensive line starts getting awakening. They start getting jacked up. Look at them, they're all coming off. Look at 59, Pierre Vercheval. 68, Brian Chu. Nice job of creating an opening, allowing Mike Pringle to run through. And after the play, you can see the offensive lineman jumping up and down. They're firing themselves up. That engine's getting revved. Back to 27. This time, much tougher running. Herman Smith at the bottom of the pile. But this is a smart move, Chris, because by running Mike Pringle, time and time again, you're pulling those linebackers up to the defensive ends now and the tackles. That's going to allow your mid-range passing game to open up and that's something that we didn't see in the first half. Noah Cantor on the last stop. Mike Pringle in 95 in the Great Cup game, 137 yards. And as he runs... So does the Alouette. Absolutely, but I mean, as he's the key, he's the weapon. It's almost a crime not to use him. You've got to make sure you get him in the game early and get him in the game often. But I really believe that he just predicated what else happens on this offense. We saw in the first half, Tyree Davis only one pass thrown his way. Ben Cahoon only one pass. You've got to utilize this guy. John Climbing, the leading receiver, only two catches. You want to win this football game, you got to start getting the ball out to these people. I think there were a few challenges issued to 
members of that offensive line and the offense in general? Absolutely, because it's a team. It's a family. They talk about how together they are as a unit. Well, it's gut check time. Well, they're fixing the chains. Scott mentioned Dr. Eric Lesnar earlier in the game, and he's been the team doctor for the Alouettes and the Montreal Canadiens for the past 15 years. And he says that Pringle has the most recuperative powers he's ever seen in an athlete. So that hamstring may be tender, but he's still a huge factor in the game. Second and seven for the Alouettes, the opening drive of the second half. In BC territory, Calvillo to the air, over the middle, and a completion. And once again, it's Jock Climbing, who has been Calvillo's favorite target today. Absolutely, and who's the man that has to come up and make the play? It's a safety, Mike Crump. And why does he have to do that? Because he runs an in route, because they've been running the ball with Mike Pringle. Now you got the linebackers up, now you got an opening. You know, football is not a rocket science type sport sometimes, but boy, they make it tough. Alouettes on the march. Calvillo back to the air. He's going to look deep down the field. Jump ball, and Eric Carter pulls it down. Carter in front of Cahoon. And the Lions have their second interception of the night. Well, Eric Carter with his third interception in two games. Last week, returning it 50-plus yards for a touchdown against the Stampeders. And here he comes out with another key drive-snuffing interception. Same way the first half started for the Alouettes, although this interception much deeper. Carter, as you mentioned off the top, is the veteran in a very young secondary. Well, you call him. You have a new nickname for him, and I'll let you call it. Well, he said last week after the game, Calgary's got to clear out. There's a new sheriff in town. So do you think the sheriff might stick as a handle? He said, I like it. The sheriff comes up with a big interception. Now the Lions start deep in their own zone. Sean Millington to the six. Tough yardage there. How about Millington's first half? 93 yards on the ground. And you know what? We talk about one thing, Chris. It's called yak. Yards after a catch by a receiver. Well, Millington gave us another definition of yak, and that's called yards after contact. I mean, he breaks tackles. He just makes people miss. Look at him. This is a big man lifting those legs up, avoiding and eluding those tacklers. Just one hard-earned yard, and it's second and nine. Lions backed up. Allen out of his end zone looking deep for Cunningham and he's got it oh what a no he did drop the ball and Cunningham is infuriated I thought it was a brilliant catch well the ref was behind the play when he called no catch we'll definitely have another look at that as you say Jimmy the Jet not happy at all just goes up. There's the catch. Wow. From this angle, it looks like it was a catch, Chris. You could have called Cunningham for pushing off on Mark Washington, but boy, it looks like he made the catch. But then again, oh. if you look at the end, you see the ball kind of hit the turf. I'm sure we'll look at that again and Huge give the fans call. out there a better perspective. 
Now Louie's got a kick out of his end zone. the rush. Pisaglia gets it away. And it's October from his 48. Well covered. There's a block. And it springs October to the BC 40. Andre Bolduc lowered the boom to give his mate a few extra yards. Jimmy Cunningham and I thought he had made a spectacular catch, but the official made the right call, Chris. Well, let's take a look as he comes down with the football. Freeze it right there. There's the ball. You can see it right there and hitting the turf. That referee made the right call, much to dismay. The dismay of the BC bench. On that man, Jimmy the Jet. Turned out to be 45 yards of real estate, and it also cost the Lions a first down. And it allows Pringle to go back to work, but he runs in to the Herminator. Herman Smith. Now well, Herman Smith just beats his man, gets right into the back when he's working against Fort. And he just comes right off the block, sheds Fort, comes in there, wraps him up, beats the gap. Three playoff sacks. He had three in last year's Western Final. He's a big play performer on defense, and it's second and ten. Galvio rolls, looks downfield, has a receiver open. It's Kevin Alexander. He beat Alfonso Browning out of a job in the starting lineup for the Great Cup, but well, he has a big catch. Running a little corner route. Nice job of protection, picking it up. His old teammate at Utah State turns him around, takes it to the corner. Ball on the money, right in front of Central McClellan. Biggest play of the day, Chris, through the air for the Montreal Alouettes. 31 yards for the old college teammates, Calvillo to Alexander. Pitch, Pringle to the five. Drilled out around the three, and once again, that ball's coming loose. And that's uncharacteristic of Pringle with only one fumble this season. Absolutely, when you consider how many times he touches the football. See, just a nice job by the lead block by Hapel on Benefield, allowing him to get to the outside. Boy, you got to work as a unit, but this drive, Chris, is really a confidence builder for this Montreal offense. And as you say, they do make good adjustments. Second and two from the three. Pringle. And again, the ball comes loose. The whistle had blown, and it appears Pringle is right at that first down marker. That's Cameron Legault. Well, that time it looked like the ball, or the ground made the ball come loose. But as you say, Chris, that's the fourth time right off the top of my head that we've seen the ball come loose after contact on Mike Pringle. And you know what? You may get away with that for now, but eventually in a, in a crucial situation, they may call it the other way. Well, we talked about their efficiency in the third quarter. This is a team that seems to make all the right adjustments at halftime. It's third down and inches 
And now they'll unpile and see if they're into the end zone. The Lions say no. I don't understand this, Chris, because the referees are standing there and they're waiting for the pile to, you know, disembark before they make the call. You know, he's standing on the goal line. You've got your eyes on the quarterback. You can see if he crosses the goal line. It's first down, but not a touchdown. Pierre Bergevin, the top offensive lineman in the Canadian Football League, the last to unpile. You wonder about the jitters. First championship game for Calvillo, even if he is a seven-year vet. And he seems a lot more comfortable here in the second half. And remember, in the Canadian Football League, you may be an inch from the goal line, but you'll always bring it back to the one. So they're going backwards a little bit, albeit with a first down. Got a whole new set of downs as they dig in. They fake to Pringle, a bootleg, and a flip into the end zone. Touchdown! John Climbing! Play action pass. Mike Pringle runs the ball effectively. You know everybody in the house, all the viewers out there in TV land, think that Mike Pringle is getting the football. Look at this. What a great fake. Put it in there, gets to the outside, realizes he can't get all the way around the corner, and Jock Climbing sitting all by his lonesome. Right in the end zone. Nice toss, nice play, nice drive by the Montreal offense. Baker adds the point after, and all of a sudden, it's a two-point BC lead. Jock Climbing's first Grey Cup game, his first Grey Cup touchdown. When asked about the Alouettes the other day, Jock Climbing said, the thing I like most is our tenacity, our ability to come back. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's just a play-action pass. He's going to go like this. Cavillo's going to take it to the outside. And what's going to happen is you're going to see Climbing come down and then just go into the end zone like he's going to block. He just swaggles. See him waving in there? Comes down. Obviously, great reaction. Teammates are all excited. They're back in the football game. Different game now. Jimmy Cunningham. Boy, if that catch had been moved, it would have been a different start to the third quarter. Instead, Climbing and the Alouettes are right back in it. They had six first downs in the first half. They had six in the first seven minutes of the third quarter. Well, that's adjustments. That's being able to come out at halftime and do the things you've got to do. But the big play, obviously, the big throw, passing catch to Kevin Alexander, and, of course, the toss to Mike Pringle to take it down to the goal line. And once they got the first down, little play-action pass. Camilo rolls to the right and finds Jock Climbing for the touchdown. Now the Lions will try to answer back. And Allen, third time today, he's called the quarterback draw, weaving close to the 40. Hit hard as he approaches the first down marker. Like he was going to be a little slow to get up, but Allen's okay. Well, he likes to call this quarterback draw. I mean, it's a great play to keep the defense honest. Makes your rushers, the defensive linemen, the end of the tackle, stay at home a little more, not so anxious to get upfield. You know, Chris, he didn't do that much running during the regular season. He was only fourth among quarterbacks in the CFL, but 95 yards in the playoffs. Now second and short. 
And first down for the Lions. So in each possession, but for the first of the second half, they've generated at least a first down. Well, absolutely. I mean, they really executed that first half. Let's take a look and see what they've done all through that first 30 minutes. We saw that touchdown. Louis missed a couple field goals. They punted a couple times, but they got points. Touchdown, field goal. But they had opportunities. There was two missed field goals that were the longer type into the win for Louis Pisaglia. So we're going to defend him a little bit on those. It was the third one that he really would like to get back. Absolutely. One bad spot. 147 yarder into a stiff breeze. Although the wind in the second half does not look like it's going to be much of a factor. Fresh set of downs for Allen. At the 42, right up the middle. Look at this hole. Robert Drummond. Are they going to catch him? Yes. A touchdown saving tackle by Mark Washington. Chris, the reason this play is so successful is because Montreal puts everybody up on the line of scrimmage. So once you get through that first line, all your linebackers are gone. The only one that can make the play is Mark Washington, and he does a great job of saving a touchdown by Robert Drummond. 37 yards for Drummond. Under six minutes to go in the third quarter. Millington right side. Ed Fillion was there. Well, the defensive tackles, both Ed Fillion and Jason Richards, are doing a nice job of fighting off the guards' blocks. This play, Fillion working against Dan Payne, just making the play, riding it, taking it lateral, forcing Millington to take it wider, running east-west rather than north-south. And wraps him up after a short game. Billion, a native of Essex, Ontario, missed five games in a row this year with a pinched nerve in his neck. He's been a pain in the neck for offenses in the postseason. Out of the backfield, shot Graham. First catch, drops the ball. Does he get it back? No, it doesn't look like it. I think Kelly Wiltshire's got it for Montreal. Well, a big, big turnover. Sean Graham had a first down. They were deep in Montreal territory, and he put it on the carpet. So things starting to go Montreal's way in this third quarter. Two of Pinball's old teammates from the 97 Toronto Grey Cup winning team, Lester Smith, who knocked it loose, and Kelly Wiltshire, who landed on the ball. Coming up with the turnover for the Alouettes. Well, that man, Sean Graham, getting his first catch, and all he's going to do is run an underneath route right underneath the linebacker. He's going to come right across the middle. Damon Allen sees him, puts the ball in his hands. All he's got to do is secure the football, secure the football. Don't carry it out there like a loaf of bread. First turnover for the Lions. Just their third in the postseason. Trinkle. Turns it upfield across the 25. Close to eight. Lester Smith won three great cups. Just a nice job of Lester Smith getting that left hand in there, knocking that ball out. As you see the ball coming around, Kelly Wilcher, number one, comes up with the recovery. From a team that has not made many mistakes in the postseason. 
And Barato's expression says it all. Second and a couple. Pringle again following Bruno Happel in a huge hole. They love to go off the left side with number 27. Well, absolutely. They really do. They favor the left side. He goes behind Big Uzuma Okeke, Pierre Vercheval. But Bruno Heppel, who had some big shoes to fill, and Michael Souls just does an outstanding job of being the lead blocker. This is what it is. Look at him at the top, 33. Look at him, seal that. He's the reason Mike Pringle gets to the outside. Here's Calvillo, the roll and the throw intended for Jock Climbing. Off an outstretched hand incomplete. Bringing up second and ten. Just running a little short out, as you say. The ball just past the outstretched hands of Jock Kleiman. You can see that Cavillo seems to be finding a little bit of a rhythm back there now. Moving around a little bit, not staying so stationary when he delivers the football. Number two in the league in pass rating efficiency behind only the outstanding player in the league, Dave Dickinson of the Stampeders. Second and ten. And the ball not snapped when Calvillo wanted it. Well, Calvillo fooled his old teammates with the cadence there. Illegal procedure. Montreal 13. Still second down. As you say, Chris, Anthony Cavillo wanted the ball. He didn't get it from the center. Brian Chu, he's leaning back. He's expecting the football. And he realizes, oh, hold on, fellas. That one's dead. So it pushes it back five. Second and 15 from the Montreal 31. Good protection for Calvillo. Looking down that left side to Thomas Haskins. Incomplete. It's one aspect of the Montreal offense that Charlie Taft said still is a work in progress. He really would like to utilize Haskin more as a receiver. Well, one of the problems that happens is when you have a guy of his talent and you don't get to play him all the time, you don't really develop him fully. But I like what they're doing. See, BC's blitzing everybody. They're being picked up. That creates a lot of one-on-one -on -one situations. Cavill is going to the guy, but he's not connecting with the throws. Derek Baker in, you saw the graphic, eight block kicks this year. Great punt by Baker. Back to the 25-yard line, Cunningham. And finally driven back. 54-yard punt by Terry Baker, who was on the 89 great cup-winning team in Saskatchewan. 13 yards on the return. to get kicks on that guy like that. Boy, when you're in your own end and you can get a guy smashing the football like that. Chris, during the regular season, net punting, Montreal, nine yards better than BC. That's a lot of real estate on exchanges of punts. Over a course of a game, it really does add up. 38-yard line. BC goes to work. Two and a half minutes to play. Third quarter. Two-point lead Lions. Allen gunning it downfield behind the intended receiver, Jimmy Oliver. Second and ten for Allen and the Lions. This time he's got a sprint out and he's brought down by Kelly Wiltshire. Number one makes a big play. He talked 
proudly about the fact he's a member of an all-Canadian linebacking corps, and he's made another big play here. Absolutely, in the first game these two teams met, that strong side linebacker, Kelly Wilchar, and Tracy Gravely sacked Damon Allen twice. This is the first sack today on Damon Allen by a blitzing Sam linebacker, Kelly Wilchar. It's also proud he's the only Canadian Sam or strong side linebacker in the Canadian Football League. First sack of the game brings Louis Pasaglia back in the punt. Tracy Gravely penetrated, but a good punt by Pasaglia. This is October. And Winston October bounces off the first contact all the way up to the 40. Let's join Mark Lee. Chris, we're sensing a shift in momentum towards the Alouettes. One on the bad break that BC had, the Sean Graham fumble, but we're also wondering about the decision Louis Pasaglia made to punt out of his own end zone. Well, he was in his own end zone, and Steve Barato elected for him to punt the football. Had he given up a safety at that point, it's two points, but a whole bunch of field position. It turned into the Jock Climby touchdown, and then they got a bad break. That's right. BC Lions did what they had to do in terms of getting the football back down the field to try to answer that touchdown by Montreal, but then they get a bad break with the fumble. Two-point football game, Chris. And just about everything that has happened in the third quarter at McMahon Stadium is giving Montreal momentum. Well, you create your situations, too. I mean, it's a bad break for BC fans on a fumble, but a good play by the Montreal defender, Lester Smith, creating the fumble. There was a clipping penalty on that last return by October. Andre Bolduc. So the ball back deep into Montreal territory. And Kringle with a lunge. Short yardage there in this two-point game. Second and seven for the Alouettes. There's Jim Sandusky, former BC Lion, Edmonton Eskimo. He helped prepare the Lions' footwear for the Western Semi in Edmonton. Calvillo under pressure. Noah Cantor does get him down. Perseverance by that defensive line, number 92, Noah Cantor. The six-year veteran just keeps working. He's trying to swing it over to Mike Pringle on the flat. That's taken away by David Benefield getting in his eyesight. Has to pull it down. And that results in the sack by Cantor. Big play by the St. Mary's grad who had Calvillo slip out of his clutches once in the first half. Baker inside is five. This one has a little backspin. And Cunningham will step out on the Alouette side of half with eight seconds to play in the third quarter. Just a 38-yard punt that time for Baker, who nailed the last one over 50. This is where the experience of Damon Allen is a huge asset. For the BC Lions, things haven't really gone BC's way in this third quarter. Well, we talked about it. It's tweaking this and tweaking that and making sure that you make the right adjustments. I mean, I think the biggest adjustment so far, and I say so far, is the ability of Montreal to curtail Millington. Two punts and one fumble in three possessions for the Lions in this third quarter. But good field position here on what should be the final play of the third quarter. Allen 
Sean Millington just couldn't keep his feet as Wiltshire cut him down. It was a nine-point lead at the half. Steve Barato's advantage is just two through three-quarter time at McMahon. Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple with casual clothing and footwear from Marks. Glad you're with us for the 88th Great Cup game from McMahon Stadium in Calgary. Should be a great fourth quarter right now. Let's join Scott Russell. Right, Chris. Ex Alouette Michael Souls won the Great Cup in 93 as an Edmonton Eskimo, but he's a Montreal boy, and I'm wondering, uh, do you wish you were in uniform now? Oh, certainly. I, I wish I was in uniform today. I don't know if I wish I was in uniform uh, to play over the last seven months just with the, the build-up to get here, but uh, certainly I'd love to be in the big game. What about your team? Do you sense it gaining a little bit of momentum? And if so, what are they doing right? Well, certainly I think they're running the ball pretty darn well. I, I obviously, their passing game hasn't got on track, but uh, I like the way Mike's running the ball, and hopefully they'll... Uh, They'll get to keep the ball a little bit in the fourth quarter and uh, use, lose, use up some time and kick a field goal to win it. Thanks, Michael. Good luck to you. Thanks, Guys, Michael Souls won that great cup here at McMahon, much to the chagrin of Calgary fans. Alfred Jackson jarred out of bounds at the BC Lion bench as we assess the numbers through 45 minutes of football. Well, I think it's obvious. I mean, Montreal, six first downs the first half. They picked up seven in the third quarter alone. Pringle, 54 yards rushing the third quarter, brings them up to 98. Basically, they just got back into the football game. They made some things. Carrillo, three of six, 45 yards. That's what you got to do. Last play, Allen just throws the flat pass out. Alfred Jackson, knocked out of bounds. Zero, zero. A yard short of a first down, and it's third and one from the 44. Drummond, left side, look out! Robert Drummond sprinting for the end zone, touchdown! Wow, I tell you what, what a great play. And you know what, you see a lot of these throughout in the CFL, any football league for that matter, short yardage. Everybody's up on the line of scrimmage. They're expecting it to just try and get the one yard needed. They bust it, and when you bust them, a lot of times you take it all the way. And Robert Drummond goes off the left side and takes it all the way to the painter. He ripped one for 31 yards earlier. That time, 44. He has 99 in the game. It's an eight-point lead. I wondered about the possibilities of a two-point convert to stretch it to ten, but Louis in. Uh, I think even more important than that, Chris, is that you start to take any momentum that Montreal might have been building and squash it. 19-10 early, fourth quarter. In seven years, they beat the drum on third and one, and he took it to the end zone. Well, I tell you what, Bob Beveridge comes in, but look at right here. That's a great block right there by Simon Buffo that opens up the final 
alleyway that allows Robert Drummond to get to the outside, and then it becomes a foot race, and not many people really know about the speed of Robert Drummond. Simon Buffal, a University of Alberta product, a reserve running back, springing Drummond loose. Nine-point lead as Anderson kicks it off. And October gets his hands on the football again. Always dangerous. Tripped up by Simon Buffalo as we join Mark Lee. Chris, the Robert Drummond touchdown puts BCF by nine points. Mike Pinball Clemens, the coach. Would you have gone for a two-point conversion there instead of the single? Absolutely not. That was the right decision. Eight points only makes them up by a touchdown and a two-point. Now they go up by nine. They're up by two scores. Uh, Montreal has to score twice now in order to beat them. Need to watch in that last play. Millington and Drummond, two friendly rivals, but Millington springing his buddy on that last run. That's why I'm up here, and he was the hottest coach in the second half of the regular season. Here's Calvillo springing it out of the backfield. Bruno Hippel with the ball. Carl Kidd was trying to knock it loose. But Bruno Hippel, who replaced Michael Souls after the retirement, has a big first down. Who used to be the main guy in college, University of Michigan, and now does what he has to do to spring Mike Pringle, but anytime he gets a chance to carry the football, either through reception, or running, it's gonna make you pay, and I see Carl Kitt shaking up. Carl Kitt, the man who was cut by the Minnesota Vikings because he roughed up Randy Moss in practice, and he also, this is even more unbelievable, he was cut by the Oakland Raiders because he was taking too many roughing penalties on the Oakland Raiders. And now Kidd in some difficulty after that tackle on Bruno Habel. Well, this could cause a real problem for the Lions in the short term. Well, he just goes and makes for the tackle. And as he brings him down, Appel, all 230 pounds, him just rolls over him. Pringle. And Pringle carries the pile a couple of extra yards. A problem, I say, in the kid is a good cover linebacker, and they really don't have anybody else. Unless they bring up a reserve DB to fill the bill for Kidd. Because Cogdell and Lockbaum are primarily run stoppers. Absolutely, but they bring David Cogdell into the football game. Now remember, he's been sitting on the sidelines watching, and he's cold. Here's Cogdell. Seven for Pringle at second and three. Pringle again. Down to the 45-yard line. And that should move the sticks. Looks like Kidd will be ready to play when he can return after the next play. Mike Pringle over 100 yards once again. That just takes the football, waits for the lead block. Appel gets it to him, and he just goes between the left tackle, OKK, and Virgil as they measure for the first down. Looks like they're going to be inches short. Well, the Lions scored on third and a yard as they broke it. And now third and inches. A couple of links of the chain for the Alouettes. And Calvillo pushes ahead behind Chu, Percheval, and Scott Flory. 
the second year man out of Saskatchewan at right guard. You see today running wild. Pringle 112, Robert Drummond 99, Sean Millington 96. And Chris, they've really done a good job on Millington in the second half. He had 93 yards in the first half. Only three yards since. But this man has run wild in the second half. First down, Alouettes. Calvillo out of the backfield, incomplete. Mike Fletcher makes Mike Pringle pay. It's a couple of drops for Pringle in the game. You mentioned it earlier, Chris. Not the best set of hands out of the backfield. He has any weaknesses. Doesn't have many. It may be just that fact right there. Almost looking around to see who's coming before he looks the football into his hands. Carl Kidd back in. Said if he played the whole year here, he would have been the rookie of the year. Second and ten, Alouettes. Caldeo climbing, and he lunges out at the 34. Close to a first down from the safety. Forced him out. Just a nice job. Jock climbing. Just coming across the zone. Flood one side, he comes to the other. Finds the opening, makes a catch, and great effort diving for that marker. Made the most of his first opportunity to play in a great cup game. He's been the favorite receiver. Five catches, 52 yards. And a first down on that last catch. Well, Chris, I've said it before, though. Jock climbing, definitely the go-to guy today, but you got to utilize all your weapons. And I'm still surprised with a speedster of the likes of Tyree Davis. No catches yet. Ben Cahoon. I mean, these other guys, you know, they can get it done as well. Clive was saying Tracy Hand used to favor one receiver. Who had the hot hand? That's not usually Calvillo's game. Pringle stopped up immediately. Herman Smith was there. And so was David Benefield. Now that was an interesting play. And the Pringle walked up to Calvillo and almost like he was checking on the play. He said, yeah, that's what we're doing. Everybody converged on that BC defense on Mike Pringle. He actually lost a yard. Mike Pringle lost the yard. to spin in. BC Lions will have none of it. Lockbaum also is there. Second and 11 from the 35. Here comes the rush. Calvillo can't get it away. Flag down, however. Noah Cantor for the second time took Calvillo to the turf. Let's find out what this penalty marker is all about. There is no infraction on the play. They're ruling a fumble. Wondered if there was some suspicion oh, about. I don't know. He I had, thought it was a grounding penalty. It was a grounding penalty of anything. I mean, he had his arm in a throwing motion. Well, he's in the grasp. There's no doubt. Noah Cantor has him, but he gets his arm up enough to throw the football. Noah Cantor did not allow that arm to come forward. 
I'm surprised that's the call, but it's a huge turnover for the BC defense. Well, usually if you fumble, you don't have your arm up around your shoulder, or you're not in the throwing motion, it is considered a fumble. We see now the referees are conferring again. Yeah, I'm not sure but, uh, this call is going to stay. In a game of this magnitude, Chris, you really don't want to have something like that happen. Brent Butchko, number 50, there conferring. And he made the great call on the Cunningham no-catch. Dave Yule wants to make sure he gets this right. Well, we're going to take another look at this. I mean, you've got to see when his hand is up, he's in the grasp, but he does get the football away. Damon Allen and the offense already out. Now he wants to get... Him on the right now. Noah Cantor just beats his man. Now he got him down. Now watch, see the arm come up. He's, he tries to throw the football. The problem, Chris, is you got everybody yelling at you from every direction. You got BC Lions in your head, you've got Alouette in your head, and you can't keep going back on the calls back and forth here. Well, it's rare to see something take this long. Unless you're talking about the U.S. election. <laughs> that play was inadvertently ruled as a fumble. It was not a fumble. Intentional grounding. Montreal 13, second down. Well, it took a while, but they made the right well, call. Well, you know what? You know, I know there's a lot of people who are going to be angry about that, you know, especially if you're a BC fan, but... Confusion, pandemonium at both benches. Like Charlie Town well, thought it was a fumble, and that's why he was so upset. But it's Steve Barato that's got him. It's third down. Chris, the Alouette defense is out on the field. Or is that well, now the field goal unit? That's exactly what the problem was, Chris. Both coaches had players from both sides of the ball on the field at the same time. I think we got it straight. Boy, that explosion from Charlie Taff is as if it was ruled a fumble. He got the benefit of the doubt, but now Terry Baker is in to attempt a 51-yarder. I don't think Charlie thought it should have been an intentional grounding either. Baker, long kick, and Terry Baker makes it. What a kick by Baker. Terry Baker with a 51-yarder, his longest of the season. Previous was 50 yards. What a time to come up with a kick like that. It's a six-point game after this controversial call. Less than a converted touchdown separates these two teams. Terry Baker's longest of the regular season, you mentioned 50, was against BC. He adds one to it with a huge field goal in the Great Cup. Absolutely, what a time to come through with the kick of the season for that man, Terry Baker. Lions opt to take the ball at their own 35. Robert Drummond, who finished the last scoring march for BC, short yardage there. A nice job of Stefan Reed filling the hole, meeting Robert Drummond at the line of scrimmage, limiting his gain to two yards. It's a big defensive stand. You see 47 fighting out the block. Medium wrapping him up. 
Taking the big machine, Robert Drummond down right at the legs. Robert Drummond over 100 yards now. 101 off seven carries. Second and eight. Allen the throw. And there's Donnie Blair across midfield. Down to the Montreal 50 and what a night the Calgary natives having. Well, remember Donnie Blair started the season at the slot back position. Wasn't productive. Blasted the coaching staff. Didn't like the offense. They moved him to this wide out position and he's responded. He's doing things. He gets to run deeper in routes. Takes the cornerback up. Comes back across the middle. Ball is on the money from Damon Allen. Great play. Great catch. And they move the ball into Montreal territory. Lions up by six as Blair gets attention and we take this break. Back at McMahon Stadium in Calgary and some conjecture amongst our game day panel as to what exactly constitutes grounding the football called against Anthony Calvillo. Glenn, you got the rule book. Out. Well, first of, first of all, Charlie Tapp was upset that he didn't think the intentional grounding was really a rule. But in fact, it's, if the quarterback tries to avoid a loss and throws it behind the line of scrimmage, even if he's getting hit, it is intentional ground. But Anthony's arm was being held by the defender, Mike. I think it suggests that it's still grounding because it doesn't say otherwise in the rule book. So that play was called correctly. Here it is. We see it. As long as a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage is thrown to avoid a loss, it is intentional ground. Gentlemen. Close the book. And Terry Baker made the field goal anywhere. Anyway, I think the Lions' argument was, should it have been a fumble? Donnie Blair's gone to the bench. It's second and ten after the incomplete shovel pass. And Allen rolls right, and he'll take off and turn it up. And just evade what would have been quite a hit. Kelly Wiltshire had him lined up. Damon Allen has still got that speed of a 20-year-old. He just gets around the corner. He makes it look so effortlessly when he gets around. It's almost like he's got the sixth sense. He's got a attacker coming to the backside. Sylvester Miller's there. Gets around the right side, avoiding the pressure. Picks up close to a first down. Looks like they're going to go for it, Mark. Player cramping on the sidelines, getting attention from Bill Rochelle. It's third and one for BC. Another third and one. They go back to the same play, and Drummond kicks it outside again. This time he'll step out, but a huge gain by Drummond, who has been unstoppable and sprung again by Simon Buffon. The biggest thing they tell you on the outside, much like punt cover, you cannot get blocked inside. You got to stay as wide as the ball carry. Look at him, he gets inside. Maybe a little bit of a hole, maybe not. But anyway, he's got to get up there to take away that outside bounce by Robert Drummond. I think Jock Climey saw that hold. Didn't see a flag. And now we start looking at the clock with 7.40 to go. Lions trying to pad their lead. Here's Millington. Sean Millington still going inside the five. And the diesel runs over people. That's what he does. Again, a timely call by Damon Allen. Just a smart call. 
you know they're going to pin their ears back to Montreal defense and come after you. He sits back there, lofts the ball, gets the offensive line out in front of him, and then he puts it in this man's hands, and he just breaks tackles. Strong leg drive. A perseverance to get to the end zone. Finally brought down at the three-yard line. 14-year vet, all-star center, Jamie Terrace. A big block. Now Drummond down to the one, close to the goal line. And it looks like it'll be second and one. Clock running. And we talked about the dynamic duel. Millington, all first half. Robert Drummond, second half. Well, look at that. Six for 102. Millington, 93 on the ground in the first half. And the Lions in for another score. Well, we saw all facets of the 3D offense. The Diesel, Drummond, and then Damon to finish it. Absolutely. Robert Drummond, on short yardage, has always had that uncanny ability, whether he was here, Toronto, Baltimore, of breaking the big one. Does a great job of always getting to the outside. Then, of course, Sean Millington. What a call by Damon Allen to throw the screen. And then he finishes it off himself with the quarterback keeper. Just, just right behind the big man, Jamie Terrace, the 14-year vet. Steve Barato. And now they're going to go for two, as you see the indication from Steve Barato, to make a 12-point lead, 14, and two converted touchdowns if successful. This would be a terrible blow to the Alouettes. Jason Richards still down. Remember, Charbonneau hurt in the final practice. The only extra defensive lineman they have is Tim Fleiser, who's really undersized. He said they, they tried to keep his weight down so he could be key on special teams. And so Fleiser is going to be pressed into duty. Absolutely. But, Chris, it's been the ability of both Millington in the first half and Drummond in the second half to bounce that football outside and take advantage of the smaller tacklers of the Montreal Alouettes. They have just exploited the outside. Third quarter belonged to Montreal. It looked like they had momentum, but then back-to-back -back touchdown drives. And now the Lions have a 12-point lead, and it appears they're going for two more. And as you say, Chris, with Jason Richards, a 6'3", 290-pounder out of there. Woo. If you're a little closer face with the back, then they can bounce it. He can make a move on it. The guy can't use it. Okay. Little instructions to Simon Buffalo and Mike Moran. And now from the five, here's Birch. Allen gets outside of that. Little pitch and toss and incomplete. Cunningham went after it. It was intended for Millington. He was open. And they got their signals crossed. It cost them two. This man has owned the second half. And he completes a 75-yard touchdown march by the Lions. And 
now a 12-point stranglehold in the 88 Great Cup game. Well, it's the Robert Drummond show in the second half. He's just done everything. Every time he touches the football, he makes things happen. He's just pounding nails in the coffin that once was the Montreal Alouettes. 6-0-1 to play. BC trying to become the first team ever to win the Great Cup after a losing record in the regular season. Thomas Haskins out to the 45 gang tackled there. Well, he was overshadowed when in Baltimore by his running mate Mike Pringle. He's not being overshadowed today. Absolutely not. He gets it done so many ways. A screen pass. Hey, look at look at him driving, running over, lowering his shoulder. Shovel pass. Just put it in number 29's hands. Let him do the rest. And then he breaks the back on a short yardage run. Gets tackled earlier. Again, bounces it to the outside. And once he gets out there, the speed of Robert Drummond, tough to bring him down before he gets to the end zone. Well, this may take the Alouettes out of their usual game plan. Calvillo under pressure, looking for Tyree Davis, and the ball skipped into his hands, incomplete. Uh, you know, there's an interesting story right there, Chris. Tyree Davis working against Chuck Levy. Here's a guy started running back. You said he's the leader of that defense. You talked to him, the, the whole team is jiving around that guy. They're not even testing him. Is that a sign of respect? Davis has been shut out. Now Kelly Snell is over. He shuttles in and out with Levy. Second and ten. Calvillo needs a big play. Wide open. Jock climbing. Jock climbing, just running the seam route all the way down. But again, BC blitzes. And when you're going to take a chance on blitzing, you might get burned. They pick it up. Cavillo does the rest, throws a beautiful pass down the seam to Mr. Reliable, Mr. Everything for this Montreal offense today, Chris, Jock Climey. 46 yards on the play, 98 in the game for Climey. You know, the Alouettes haven't had a 100-yard receiver since August. Now Calvillo, bootleg, takes off to the five, and Anthony Calvillo driven out there. First down, safety Mike Crum. And again, they... What a great play action, though. He fools the entire BC defense. Little play action of Pringle. He gets to the outside. Now it becomes a foot race. Now, AC or Anthony Cavillo is not known for great speed. I think he stole that one out of Tracy Ham's playbook. Learned a lot under Ham. Well, I think if he had Tracy Ham speed, he would have definitely been in the end zone. Seems to be some confusion once again. And see, I think the timeout. No, we're ready to go. First down, Montreal at the Lions five. Pringle, not to be denied. Touchdown, and the Alouettes right back in it. It's called never say die. A sign of a championship team, Chris. They didn't end up 12 and 5 just for the fun of it. They have resilience. 
They have weapons, and they have belief that they can still get the job done. What a great play. Keyed off by that big passing play to Jock Kleiner. Baker for the point after. And how big was the missed two-point convert by the Lions with Sean Millington open and waiting for the ball in the end zone. Pringle gets them to within five. Absolutely. A one-touchdown game now. I mean, that's what it's all about. I don't know if it's just a great cup, Chris, but it always comes down to these. We always get these classics. Boy, he was not going to be denied. When he gets to the end zone, you can see Haskins there. Rest of the bench. There it is, baby. Lots of time. 3.42. Calvillo showed us some metal on that last series. Here's the Alouette coaches upstairs. Big play to climbing. The bootleg by Calvillo. The finishing touch by Pringle. Well, we talked about the big play to climbing as a result of BC bringing the heat. Trying to blitz Calvillo. That puts the safety. Mike Crum on a one-on-one -on -one with Jock Climbing. And Jock just gets great separation from him. As you say, the rest is history. Baker kicks it downfield, and there's Cunningham. That is 10. Jimmy Cunningham still going. Up to the 40, where he's met by Kelly Wiltshire. Well, the Lions have had an answer most of the day. Brought down by Kelly Wiltshire and Sylvain Girard. Well, it's a big play. Jock climbing, beating it. One-on-one -on -one coverage by Mike Crum. And finished off by the dive to Mike Pringle. And as you say, Chris, that failed two-point conversion. You wonder if it will come back to hunt. Ball back yeah. in Damon Allen's court. Mike Pringle going for a ride on the bench to keep the hamstring loose. Allen lunging forward across the 45. Productive first down play by the MVP of two different Grey Cup games. He came off the bench to win in 87. He won start to finish in 93. And now seven years later, trying to be the key man again. Well, he just does it all. I mean, look at how effortlessly this looks. Just dives up and picks up great first down yardage and puts him in a second and sort situation. Three minutes left in regulation time at the 88th Grey Cup. It's a five-point BC lead. Some people may have thought the game was over when Allen put them up 25-13. But Montreal, Mike, doesn't give up. Absolutely, Mark. Um, no, no pun intended, but they showed the mark of a champion by coming back and scoring that touchdown to go up. The key for the BC Lions now is do they keep poise and not get frustrated? They've still dominated this game. There's, there's a poise play. Allen to Alfred Jackson. And a huge first down as Jackson takes it into Montreal territory. A big time play on second and four, and look what is in the building. Well, the cup is in the building. And you know what? If you're sitting on the on the BC sideline, you're less than three minutes away from hoisting that thing up there. But boy, Damon Allen just does a wonderful job of utilizing all his weapons. We've seen Donnie Blair come up with big catches, Drummond. We've talked about him all day, and 
Millington. But how about Alfred Jackson coming up with a big catch there? 43,827 here at McMahon. Alec carries it himself. First down inside the 35. Remember, folks, he's 37 years of age. Just as smooth as he was a decade ago. You couldn't describe it any, any better. He just makes it look like a snow workout there. And that's probably been one of the things that's gone against him because they think that he's just got this lax and kind of attitude. And yet that, he's just such a great athlete and just makes it look too easy. First and 10, clock running. And so are the Lions as Millington gets down to the 30, three more. Well, you know, he passed Ron Lancaster and the debate started. And many said he's not even a top five all-time CFL quarterback. Well, he may not have been as consistent as Lancaster or Flutie, but on any given day, he could beat any quarterback that's ever played in the CFL. Absolutely. I, I think it's a crime to try and pick the best ever. I think there's too many great quarterbacks that have played this great game, but to be included in the group of the great ones is honor enough. He's passed for 233 yards, now rushed for 41, second and six. And they don't get the playoff, and Jason Richards draws a flag. Well, remember, Chuck Levy flagged early in the game. It was costly. And that was even more costly at this uh, point. Under two minutes to go. Absolutely. I mean, Damon Allen does what a punter does, and that stay down, hoping to draw the flag. And Jason Richards pops him. Damon Allen stays down. The flag is a late flag, but you know, you can't do that. The whistle goes. Time count violation. BC number nine. Major five. Necessary roughness. Montreal 43. First down. That's the biggest ramification of that call, Chris, is it gives BC a whole new set of downs to use. And as we say, the clock is your enemy if you're a Montreal Alouette. This is a team that does not take many penalties. And that was an awful one to take at this juncture of the game. Well, Did he hear the whistle? Well, that's the thing you don't know. Although if he hadn't heard the whistle, I think he would have finished the tackle with even more authority. Drummond cuts back. Down to the 20. Five more for the drum. Well, after Drummond has exploited that outside bounce run, you finally see it being stopped. Well, let's go back to the last play. Well, I think there's no doubt that the whistles were blowing everywhere. Second and five. Allen rolling left. I think the shovel was in his mind, and he will be stuffed at the 23, and that will bring up third down. 89 seconds to go. Luis Pasaglia, the 25-year veteran, 
is going to come on for well, one last kick. Absolutely, Chris. And I mean, the importance of this kick, obviously, is it gives you an eight-point cushion or a two-point touchdown for Montreal to tie the game. Been a rough game for Louis, but some tough chances. But we'll forget about the three misses if he caps his career with this. The man born in the same year as the franchise he has played with such great distinction for 25 years. Silver anniversary of his career. One last kick for the silverware. That's the Louis we'll always remember. And it's an eight-point lead. And we're not done yet. Minute 25 left. And Montreal still within a touchdown and a two-point contract. And this is why it's so interesting now. Now you're BC's defense. Do you come after Cavillo? The last time you did, he beat you on a deep pass to Jock Climbing. Do you play safe and make him use the clock trying to get it down the field? Very much a game of chess, a game of strategy coming to play now. 85 seconds away from a Hollywood ending. Montreal scored a field goal and a touchdown their last two drives. You know, Montreal had the option, or has the option still, if they want to start with their offense, but with the explosiveness of Winston October, it looks like they might return. Montreal wants the ball in October's hands. Will Brett Anderson kick it that deep? It'll be interesting to see how Montreal lines up. The Lions will kick off after their successful field goal. I believe they will not kick it to us in October. Rather than Thomas Haskins. Lions were very effective last week in the Western Final against Calgary with a shorter, medium-range kick. That's October. Hard run across the 45. And now a minute 20 remaining in regulation time glad you've been with us for another memorable great cup game and it's not done yet what does anthony calvillo have left they need six and then they need two And Ben Cahoon has the ball. Cahoon in the Lion territory, a first down at the BC 52. And getting the first down stops the clock. But it looks like is going to go with the hurry up to fire offense to eliminate BC, getting their defensive signal sent in. First catch of the game for Cahoon. The wideouts have been quiet. Now Calvillo in trouble, and down he goes. Carl Kidd in on the tackle. Mark Chuck Levy there. Couple of the newcomers. The men who have bolstered the BC defense. Absolutely. They send it in. They bring the blitz. Both outside linebackers.
converge and bring down Anthony Cabello. Now second and 19. Montreal's in three-down territory now. Galvillo gutting it wide open. Look out! Ben Cahoon! Touchdown! seconds to go but they still need two more unbelievable unbelievable he just gets sacked to play prior sits back unleashes the ball you can see right there Cahoon working against McClellan brings it into the post makes a move and takes a 60 yards for a touchdown and now it comes down to this. Remember, the Lions missed on their two-point attempt. Mike Pringle will not be a factor. Haskins is in. Here comes the blitz. Calvillo in the end zone. Incomplete. Haskins tripped up. They're looking for a flag. There is not one on the carpet. Chuck Levy, the man we talked about, the emotional leader, provides the coverage that may have walked up the 88th Grey Cup. What a play. Trying to get Haskins. Little bump Haskins loses his footing. Goes down in the end zone. Let's take another look. Does Charlie Taff have a case? Did Levy tackle Thomas Haskins he just gave him a shot Chris as he came into his territory pushed him off knocked, knocked him off balance he lost his footing and the ball sailed harmlessly in the end zone let's check with one of our spotters Rob Crefo who's run many routes in this league and he thought it was okay want to thank Rob Larry Mueller our spotters Carl Creighton Dave Moyer crunching all the numbers and now we look at a short kick and a last gasp with 44 seconds to go for Montreal. They load up the left side. Jump ball. Out for Jackson's there. He's got it. Maybe the biggest catch of his life. Jackson, the sure-handed wide receiver, didn't have a didn't have to run a route to make this catch. Everybody gets it, but as you say, look at the height. Alfred Jackson climbs the ladder, goes to the penthouse to catch the ball. He's only six feet tall. How about that vertical? No jumping everybody. 42 seconds to go. Allen with the knee. Well, both teams missed two-point converts in this game. And in Montreal, they'll be talking about the brush by Levy on Haskins, who was off balance. 
I tell you, had he not lost his balance, Chris, he makes that. Catch. He was behind. Levy. And sometimes you got to be good to be lucky, and you got to be lucky to be good. Second down, Allen. Now goes down back at the 50. 19 seconds to go. And that means they can run it out. Now they run it out, take the penalty. Clock running. What a day here at McMahon. And what a dream postseason. Bird's going to stop the clock. That's going to force Allen to consume three more seconds the next time the ball is snapped. The clock adds 17 seconds. Shades of 94. BC winning two road games. First in Edmonton, then in Calgary. They adding that time. Back up to 19. And now we'll run it down again. Only the fourth third place team in Grey Cup history to win. They did it in 94. And they've done it again here. From underdogs to Lion Kings, the BC Lions are Grey Cup champions. Unquestionably, one of the all-time CFL greats. Steve? Thank you, Chris. I've got Robert Drummond with me. Robert, congratulations. You've done this before. How special is this one? It's unbelievable. After the year we had, you know, the roller coaster ride we had all season, for these guys, group of guys to come together and just believe in one another, probably the whole country of Canada, you know, there's about 37 guys at the end of the day, the only ones that believe in ourselves. We believe in each other and we got it accomplished. At what point in the season, Robert, did you think this might be possible? Uh, when Coach Brado came and just allowed guys to go out there and, you know, just be players. Allowed us to be able to go out there, you know, and told us we can make mistakes. You know, human being makes mistakes. And we understood that and knew just play behind one another and this is a great feeling. Robert, congratulations. Thank you very much. Chris? Well, what a remarkable performance by Robert Drummond in the second half. Ripping off a couple of big runs. This one, 44 yards for a touchdown as the BC Lions prevail. Well, Drummond celebrating yet another Grey Cup victory. Won the first three times he went to the big game. And disappointment for Jock Climbing. 
who waited so long to get here, 11 years, played so brilliantly today. Absolutely, Chris. You know what, for Montreal, it was a question of just too late. They started too late. They didn't get their offense gelled to the second half. They turned it up, but they ran out of clock. And this guy has the best script writer in football, Louis Pasaglia, the game-winning field goal, even though he didn't know it when he first kicked it. Mark? Yes, Chris, indeed, a silver celebration for Louis Pasaglia, celebrating his 25th season, his final season, his final game. What a way to go out, Mike Clemens. Without question, you know, and this team has been through so much. They say adversity builds character. There's a saying that quitters never win and winners never quit. You're looking at the face of a guy who refused to quit. He epitomizes a team that refused to quit. A, a few months ago, they were a team of champions. Now they have transformed into a championship team. And how about this man, Carl Kidd, joined this team with five games to play, and he's a Grey Cup champion. Without question, a Grey Cup champion. In fact, it doesn't seem fair if you ask Jock Climey on the other side of the ball, but he added so much to this team. He made them a physical defense, did so much for them as we look at a couple of the big guys now celebrating. The Hoggies, a lot of tears on the faces of the BC Lions. 8-10 during the regular season, the first team with a sub-500 record to win the Grey Cup. But pinball, a month ago, this team was falling apart. There was internal dissension, finger pointing, and here they are at the cup. They've done it in tremendous fashion, finding chemistry as we go back down to the field. And here's Steve again. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. It now gives me great pleasure to call on for the final time in his tenure as commissioner at the CFL, John Torrey, to present the Grey Cup to the 2000 champions, the BC Lions. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations to Calgary for a great, great cup. Congratulations to the Montreal Alouettes to a great game. And now to David Braley, Adam Rita, Coach Barato, and Louis and Damon and all the BC Lions, the Grey Cup. Congratulations. Fireworks paint the night sky over Calgary as BC celebrates a thrilling 28-26 win over the Montreal Alouettes to claim the 88th Grey Cup. And this man, Steve Barato, the BC head coach, <laughs> not knowing what's coming, and he didn't know what was coming a couple of months ago. Either he was out of work, laid off by his brother's firm, came to BC as a consultant, within 10 days was a receiver's coach, and by the end of the month, he'd taken over this club as head coach when Greg Mons left for the XFL, and he will sip the sweet nectar from the Grey Cup here today. What do you think about the drama of that kind of story, Mike Pinball? Uh, that's just an incredible, incredible story. And it, it's so neat to see how he changed in terms of being a coach, how his whole temperament changed. He became a different person this time around, and I think it was a big influence on the way these guys played. And to think that his arrival was something that the Lions really needed because Mons had a team that was fighting with itself. He came in with that new, quiet demeanor and seemed to quell all the problems. Without question, he, he really br brought a temperament to this team and brought a family atmosphere this, to this team. They really enjoyed being around each other, enjoyed playing football together, but enjoyed it being around each other off the field as well. Robert Drummond, your old teammate, named the MVP, <laughs> and with good reason today after 
two third down gambles, one going for a touchdown, the other setting up the big touchdown by Damon Allen. But what about Sean Millington as we watch the Lions get their celebration shots here? Nobody feeling the cold in Calgary. Sean Millington rushing today 17 times for 99 yards. Here's a kid that was told he could only be a blocker, move from team to team, and for the first time since Orville Lee in 1988, he rushes for 1,000 yards and he gets the cup. You know, we talked so much about the running game, Drummond and Millington. Well, it panned out today. The drum rolled and the mill turned. It was perfect, picture perfect. Rushing has been such a big part of the Great Cup. Now, for six years straight, the team that has led the game in rushing has won the football game, and Sean Millington set the tone in the first half of the football game. He did such a great job uh, running the football, had 93 yards in the first half. Then his cohort... Robert Drummond took over in the second half and rushed for over 100 yards in the second half alone. Now Damon Allen gets to hoist the cup as we go upstairs to Chris and Chris. All I can think of is this game never ceases to amaze. Absolutely. Just when you think it's going one way, it swings back the other, and guys just keep making plays. And you got to give Montreal credit. They had a never-say-die attitude. They stayed in it, stayed in it. But BC Lions, this man, Damon Allen, every time Montreal did something, he'd answer back. Just want to mention Craig Henderson, uh, Hendrickson, 10 years to get one chance at the Cup. His dad played for the Lions, so did his brother. And now he's a champion. And there's Jamie Terrace, who thought about retiring. 14 distinguished years in the league, Joe Pow Pow. And... I'll tell you what, there are so many amazing storylines with this BC Lion team. Eric Carter lost as a Hamilton Tiger Cat in 98 to Calgary. He had to come to Calgary to win his first cup. And there's a guy that's found the cup a few times, the House of Pain. And boy, that offensive line, you know, I, I gave you your due the other day because I thought the two best offensive lines in the league got to the Grey Cup. And what a day they had. Absolutely. Both of them running the ball so effectively. Dan Payne, another guy we got to mention, Chris Perez. Outstanding game. He, another one of the BC Lions who is going to contemplate the retirement factor. How about this man? He was the defensive coordinator in Hamilton in 86 when they pulled off a gigantic upset. Seven years later, the defensive coordinator of the Edmonton Eskimos when they won. And he scratched the seven-year itch again as he put this Lions defense back together, now embracing with Kelly Lockbaum, the kid from Abbotsford, who's a great cup champion for the BC Lions. Louis Pasaglia with the winning points from his foot to go out and close a 25-year career with a silver celebration and the great cup here in Calgary.